roll. Let's go. It is a Wednesday edition of the Plank Show. Josh is moving. Is he moving out of Norman or is he? I think just to another apartment. Ah, okay. I saw him at Target yesterday <laughs> Did getting a few things, yes. I hope, I hope it's going smooth for him today. Well, if you're. That's an all-day process. If you're making a Target trip before you've even made the move, that can be seen as a little problematic. Do we have this? As somebody who has moved uh, way too many times after not moving for years and years and years and years, think about this. I lived, I lived in the same house from – 2007 until 2015. I lived in the same house for eight years. And as soon as I moved to Norman, my wife has had me in our fourth different house since 2015. Like, what are we even doing? What are we even doing? Since Norman, you've been in a fourth? Yeah. Yeah. I don't move. I don't do it. But if you're having to go to, you're having to go to Target before you even started the move. Good luck, Josh. He'll that be could be, tomorrow. yeah, you could spend probably an hour and a half just being in Target looking for stuff. You know what? A unpopular take. Unpopular take. You ready? Let's hear it. Not a big Target guy anymore. Really? Done a 180. No, not a big Target guy. Too expensive. It insists upon itself. It's like you were kind of cool whenever. Now it's all of a sudden, you know, you, you got grumpy workers in there. You know, I just – I. Even the Starbucks people, it's like Starbucks light. It's like not yeah. really. It's just not. You know what? You know what you can give me any day of the week? Academy. Go down to a shop around at Academy. By the case, if we're working on a deal with Target, I can 180 this in a heartbeat, just so you know. But, yeah, no. Target is very expensive. I would much rather. Here, here's another one. I would much rather drive down to Walmart and walk around a little bit. Take that, Target. <laughs> All right, it's time for the top five stories today. As always, brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Here we go. Oh, it's time for go. the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Now, don't get me wrong. I get dragged around Target a lot. But, I mean, it's almost, for, for dudes, their sporting goods section kind of sucks. The equipment is meh. It's just not. The T-shirts are like, go buy your T-shirt and you're good to go. Like a grocery store, I guess, is okay. but yeah. I think it's home decor that really sets it apart. Is that I mean, what it is? Yeah. Not a big pillow guy. Got enough throw pillows in the house. But, yeah, 180 time. All right, Newcastle Casino, located in the heart of Newcastle. That's right off I-44, exit 107. Happy hour, every day 3 to 6. Uh, that's Monday through Friday. I should day th- uh, say 3 to 6. And 14 table games, including blackjack, three-card, poker, ultimate Texas Hold'em, and background. Big story number five. Oh, is that me or you? Me or you? You? Me? We had it. I'm not sure what happened. Uh-oh. Oh, I, ah! No, we no, didn't. There we go. Okay. Number five. Here we go. Big story number five. Norman Golf Regional is currently taking place. Here's what we have for you. The top five teams advance. Top five teams advance. Sooners are going to advance. They're in great shape there. They are uh, 10 shots clear of the cut line, which, by the way, um, LSU is making a run today. They are six under. 
They're at 10 under for the tournament, and they're six shots back now of North Florida. This has been scoring slash moving day. OU and Colorado are both at seven under on the day. Colorado has moved all the way up to 18 under for the tournament. They have surpassed Texas Tech now in third place. Sooner is one shot back of Alabama. Did all that make sense? Yeah, so you got some teams really playing well today than they did yesterday. Your top six teams on the day. Alabama number one, six under on the day, through eight, through 12. Uh, that eight through 12 range. Uh, OU, seven under on the day, 20 under for the tournament. They're one shot back of Bama. They're in the same area, eight through 12, that Bama is in. Uh, Colorado is seven under on the day, through seven, through 10. Um, Texas Tech is six under on the day. North Florida is six under on the day. LSU scratch and claw and fighting six under on the day. Where's too. Pine Bluff? Plus two on the day, plus, plus 46. For oh, the man. Oh, man. I'm going to go walk with him. <laughs> oh, man. man. No, that's, a rough, that's some rough walking, knowing but, that you're not really see. competing at this mo- so, moment. So, oh, wait, hold on. Let me see how the Auburn Regional is going. Let's see how things are going for our buddy Max Lyons. Oh, no. Marquette as a team is plus 28. <laughs> so that's never a good sign for Grace's brother. But let's see. Where is, where is Max? All right, Max is – Max is okay. He's not in the bottom half. Not in the top half. Not in the bottom half. All right. big. St- so, Norman Regional should be fun. Today, we'll learn. Sooners are going to move on. And, by the way, I can't, I can't say enough about the eternal praise that has been heaped on Tyler Woodward and his crew out of the Jimmy. Everyone that's been out there is in great shape. They withstood a lot of rain. A lot of rain. And have put on a, an A-plus tournament as always. So, good job, guys. All right, big story number four. Are you ready? Because seemingly for the last two days, I feel like we've teased this story, but we've never really got to it. What do we make of the latest involving the ACC and its meetings? According to a report from Andrea Adelson, and David Hale, who are in Amelia Island at the ACC meetings, the ACC appears to be nearing a new agreement on revenue distribution that could offer some budget relief for top programs. The league's athletic directors left a second day of what was described as occasionally contentious meetings, feeling optimistic that schools would come together around a plan that would offer a larger share of postseason revenue, including from a soon-to-be-expanded college football playoff, to the teams participating in those postseason games rather than dividing it equally among all its members. You're shaking your head. You I know. Like I'm, tr- I'm trying to understand all this. This is one of those explain it to me like a five, okay. really. Basically, everyone gets an equal share. Whenever Clemson and Florida State are saying, even though Florida State hasn't really done anything, yeah. they're saying, we deserve more. We deserve more. We're, we're, we're the teams making the tournament. We're the teams making the playoffs. We deserve more. Now, there's a number of different models that are still on the table, according to David Hale, for what the league is calling, quote, success initiatives. Florida State AD Michael Alford said there are scenarios in which a team making the college football playoff could add more than $10 million in revenue annually. Wow. That's a big get. Yeah. The financial bump could help. Why, why do they keep using big words in this story? I know. I just, yeah. Uh, Colise, they, they want to use that. They want to use Assange. Just use ease. Ease concerns, David Hale. We know you know big words. Make it smart for us hayseeds. 
but it would ease some of the concerns that Alfred, my former OU guy, raised to his own board of trustees in February when he said the revenue gap with the SEC would present an existential crisis for Florida State that would potentially force the school to look for a way out of the league's grant of rights. Alfred said, quote, the 80s and the universities are very unified, so we're thrilled now about being in this league and we want to stay in it. So in other words, he kind of started the fire, got a little bit of, of, of maybe juice, yeah. and now you're like, oh, we're happy here, man. <laughs> I don't know what anyone is talking about. At least it gets away from that stupid Alliance 7 conversation that they were the talking about. The Magnificent 7? Oh, my Is that gosh, what it is? yes. Clemson, FSU, Miami, UNC, NC State, Virginia, and Virginia Tech. So uh, one more thought on this. Uh, because David Hale on Twitter, uh, I believe it's like a David Hale joint. A David Hale joint is his Twitter feed. He said, um, "There's no immediate push to move to a nine-game conference schedule, but if the SEC moves to nine and out-of-conference scheduling opportunities start drying up, the the schools will revisit it." This is Jim Phillips, the uh, the commissioner of the ACC. Um, what was the other thing here that I just – oh, did I say Jim Phillips? He says he's encouraging schools to come review the grant of rights. That's not a warning sign of something bad that he – well, how about – if I go to Casey and Brian, I'm like, hey, um, can I see my contract to find out about an out in there? I don't think that's a great sign for anyone involved. So No, yeah, you don't want to do that. There's just a man. There's just a bunch going on with the ACC. Let's see. Where, there was one more here that I wanted to get to. Oh, here it is. Um, per one unnamed ACC AD. All right, you ready for this one? This was from late last night. Zero credence to the idea that seven or eight teams are looking to leave. Quote: Everyone has reviewed the grant of rights. And he added, we are very close on a revenue-sharing plan that would reward on-the-field success. Any plan would then go to presidents for approval. It would not impact TV revenue, though. And I read that quote from Michael Alford, multiple models being considered to represent change. Hmm. There you go. There you go. I don't know what it means, but here's what I would say. Nine out of ten times where there's smoke, there's fire. I feel like that that Alford and Florida State did what they felt they needed to do. Now will it be enough to keep everyone together? Probably because I'm sure there's enough lawyers that have looked at that grant of rights and said, yeah, dude, we ain't getting out of this. So, let me use a very terrible comparison. It's like when you get a divorce and you look at your – marriage certificate or not marriage certificate you're um when, when you just look at the overall child support calculation right and you realize like i really need to pay that it's like well it's a calculation you're kind of stuck buddy you have to there's the much you make here's how many kids you got there's she make yeah. boom that's what you're paying right kind of feel like that's what this has been like with the acc here's what you got here's what you're getting we'll try to work this and massage it but this is what it is so I'm sorry to ruin all of your um, ridiculous tweets about, I'm hearing that Florida State has already had a meeting with Brett Yormark, and it is done. They're going to the Big Ten. I mean, dude, 
why do you why do we fall for everything that's out there? I don't get it. There's so many reports. I did see something about a Louisville one became coming the eighth team to put the ACC's existence into serious jeopardy. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't buy any of it. You know who's the uh, you know who's the last person to know anything about conference realignment news? What's that? Anyone? You, no one has an inside. No one knows. Hey, who had the scoop about OU in Texas? Texas A&M when they gave it to a Houston reporter. Who had the scoop about USC and UCLA? John Wilner, as it happened, and it was announced. I mean, stop. No one has any inside information right now. All right, big story number three. All right, let's take you back to last night, which ended up being a much better game than maybe you would have thought of if you just watched the first half of that game. We we take you to Denver where – Kudos to Denver Nugget fans, man. That place was rocking. And, man, Nikola Jokic was just pretty much impossible to stop all night long. Wait for it. Oh, wait. Oh, no, not playing. Oh, boo. There it is. Let's try that one again. That's me. Top the key to Nikola Jokic. Right side now is Casey. Back over to Joker. Spin move on Davis. Then you had this to end the first half. Murray, stutter step on a drive, jumper, good! With one second to go, Denver leads it by 18. And there's the horn to end the first half. What a performance by the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals, half number one. They lead it 72-54. to My man was going out to cut down the nets at halftime, but Austin Reeves had other ideas. Still down six, three and a half to play. James to Reeves, Reeves throws it up, it's good! Reeves from downtown, nine straight points, it's a three-point game! Um, but if you missed it, the end kind of came here for the Lakers. Rebound fought for, grabbed by Michael Porter Jr. And Davis falls on him, that should be a foul. Casey takes it away, leaking out is Murray, alley-oop and a dunk, two hands! Aaron Gordon. And then the final call. Three seconds left to go in Denver. There's the horn. Ball arena crowd to its feet. The Denver Nuggets take game number one of the Western Conference Finals behind another triple-double from Nikola Jokic. The final tonight from Denver, 132-126. to 126. Mm. 132-126. What'd you think? Some offense. I mean... Well, Jokic had 31, 19, and 12 at the end of the third quarter, I think. Dude, he was just on full display, him and Murray. The Lakers, I mean, got 40 from Anthony Davis. Reeves, my gosh, what Reeves has done in the regular season, especially in this postseason. Mm-hmm. Should have gave the ball to Reeves for a three-pointer at the end instead of LeBron fire. James. Yep. LeBron is not shooting well from beyond the three-point line. I wish he would stop doing it. That is all. All right, so tonight you get game one between the Sixers and oh, – what am I saying? Between the between the Celtics and the Heat. <laughs> Sixers fired Doc Rivers yesterday during the yeah. show, if you missed it, and we're having one heck of a debate about the future of Draymond Green. But that gets us to big story number two. Wow, we're already at number two. NBA draft lottery last night. Things did not go well for the Thunder, nor did we really expect it to um, because – the San Antonio Spurs ended up with the number one pick in the draft. Victor Wimbignana did talk to ESPN last night. I thought it was really cool that they sent Brian Windhorst to France and 
you know, I, I guess just some people have to grinch and moan. And they're like, oh, they sent Brian Winhorst to France for a one-minute interview. I'm like, bro, he is all over ESPN this morning talking about Win Bignano. Thought it was good. I'm going to make everything to, to win as many games as I can. And, uh, ace, I, I'm trying to win a ring ASAP, so be ready. Trying to win a ring ASAP. There you go. So the NBA draft lottery. He, he's going to be something to watch. I mean, what, 7-3, seven, 7-4, seven, and to do it, he can do. So that kind of talent doesn't come very often. No, no, it does not. He's He's got a chance to be really, really special. Which gets us, of course, to big story number one. So I count down. I count down to softball nonstop. Nonstop. I don't know if I've been as excited for a weekend as I am for the start of this postseason. I feel like there is a ton of unknown. I feel like that there is a ton of excitement. I feel like that there is as maybe much anticipation as we've had to see what this team is capable of. And now you continue to add a little bit more – it's a term I'm looking for here – Juice. This can't be right. Did somebody really off the text line? This dude's pretty much on it. Said no Sooners on the top three finalists for player of the year. None? Did that just come out? I I haven't really seen it anywhere. Like I said, I somehow I end up scrolling between the for you and the um the following tab, so it makes it confusing as you know what for me. But if that just came out and Jada Coleman isn't a finalist, I hate it for Jada. Oh my God. But I love it for motivation. <laughs> you got oh my you got Jada Coleman, a conference player of the year on the best team in the nation, and she's not a finalist for player of the year. Is that right though? I still haven't I don't seen know. It. I haven't dug in. Because they usually narrow it down to the final three. Um I, I, you are ahead of me, sir, if you've been able to find that so far. And last I saw was the top 10. But that would be wild to have five in the top 25, three in the top 10, and not one. Oh, here we go. Team USA just released it. Thank you. Top three finalists are named. And, yeah, no Jada Coleman. None. Wow. That just blows my mind. Who, who's, the, who's the three? Among the nation's top two-way players, Valerie Cagle. Valerie Cagle is deserving. I thought it would be Cagle, I thought it would be Jada, and I thought it would be Maya Brady. But instead, it's Maya Brady, Valerie Cagle, and Skylar Wallace from Florida. Okay, Maya Brady makes sense, but oh my gosh, not to have Jada up there. Yeah, Maya Brady's been fantastic yeah. this year. She ranks sixth in the nation in batting average at 458, top 10 in five additional categories, um, Pac-12 player of the year. I mean, it's just there's a lot of honors that she's earned but how about that some more motivation that's the last thing you want to give OU hmm okay thank you guys for finding that for me I didn't even have it planned here at big story number one but 20 minutes ago that was dropped yeah sorry we're a little late very sad that I I am not on top of the old uh, team USA Twitter feed maybe as I should be so that'll spark quite a conversation over the next few days. And, oh, by the way, you're going to have potentially the player of the year 
in the in the nation, or at least one of the three finalists, playing here in Norman next week. Yeah. If Clemson survives through its regional. Wow. Shocking. Okay. There you go. Look out. Jada Coleman. If you want to have some fun with some Jada Coleman highlights, I just tweeted a picture of the video of her playing shortstop in nice. high school. Nice. There we go. Well, I say high school. It looks like she's like in fourth grade out there <laughs> running around. Holy smokes, man. That I want, I want to, yeah, I want to see some highlights of a really good shortstop left-handed. It works. By the way, I don't want to ruin also Wordle for you at all, but it has come to my attention that apparently I'm the Wordle today. I don't know what that means, but the first person that sent it was Grandma Sue, and I didn't know any of you people played Wordle, and then Brooke texted me, and then uh, one of my buddies from Tulsa, Ted Bain. Oh, no, no, that's that, Dr. Ted Bain. Texted, and then I heard from Bob Prisbillo. So I don't want to ruin anything, but apparently my name is the Wordle today, and I'm sure it has some more wow. to do with a uh, piece of wood than it does me. But yeah, there you go. I've seen some people play some Wordle on Twitter. They put their is it updates what word right, they get. Yeah. I didn't know it was still a thing. Yeah, I didn't know either. Well, I mean this this comes from a guy who has the um, let's see what the, what's the NASCAR game who still plays NASCAR Heat Mobile on his phone. So wow. I can't really judge you for playing old no, video games you can't. by any stretch of the imagination. All right, we'll take a timeout. We'll come back um, with Connor on Plank. Those are your top five stories of the day. It's the Plank Show right here on The Ref. I guess I feel honored. Um, Jesse writes, it's telling that Plank associates his name with a piece of wood as opposed to the exercise. Yeah, that's fair. He's always walked the plank whenever I was a kid. you got to remember – Plankin didn't become cool until, like, what? What were you, like, in grade school? Like, 2010 yeah. <laughs> or something like that? Like, 13 years ago? Hey, man. A plank on a plank. Like, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I'm like, yeah, it's, a, it's an extra. Wow, yeah, we got to confirm. We got a picture of yeah. the word old plank. Oh, it's all over my Twitter feed. You can find it. But, yeah, yeah there you go. I, um, I want to push back on what Broken Arrow Fat Boy said. He writes, Jordy's last couple of weeks have been less than impressive. Well, I mean, she, she, she was hitting like 480. So, I mean, I, I mean, I'm sitting here looking at Valerie Cagle, who went into the Pitt series hitting 485, and in her last 39 at-bats, her batting average is down to 457. Jada, in her last 38 at-bats, might only be hitting 315, but she's walked five times, she's hit three home runs, she's scored 10 runs, and she's driven in 10. So, yeah, and you got to put it in a whole year perspective too, not just judge right. the last I mean, few weeks. If you're going to say, "Well, it's kind of been a struggle these last few weeks," I'm saying, "Yeah, I mean, it's been for everyone." <laughs> it's not like Maya Brady's tearing it up either down the stretch of the season. So, I don't. I'm just if you're just tuning in, the Team USA has announced the top three finalists for Player of the Year. Um, Jada Coleman is not included in those top three. It is Maya Brady. Valerie Cagle and Skylar Wallace. The only player I would really have an, an issue with, because I thought it was going to be Brady, Cagle, and Coleman. Skylar Wallace getting that nod over Jada is the one where I'm kind of like, what? What are we? What are we doing right now? It doesn't. That doesn't make any sense. But we'll take it. It's it, it happens. On the Knippenmeyer Chevrolet text line, Sam and Edmund, it didn't take long for something to come out that was worse than Alabama being the five seed. I give you a player of the year list without Jada freaking Coleman. Well, again, the, there is a certain part of it to where you tip your cap and you give credit to 
to those three young women because they had a great season. And you don't you don't necessarily have to be offended by not winning everything in this instance. I kind of find Jada's omission in the final three being a little bit egregious. And I mean it's I was talking about this the other day with an unnamed insider. It's kind of like the coach of the year ballot, right? So I'm not really certain. There's seven coaches that vote, so there's six votes that's out there because Patty's not voting for herself, right? You can't vote for yourself. So there's six votes that are out there. So I guess somebody, someone voted, I think someone voted for Jim McFalls, which she was deserving. So you means you had, and that might have been Coach Gasso. So you had three, three people that voted for Glenn Moore, three people that voted for Patty Gasso. And I guarantee you, Mike White and Kenny Gajewski did not vote for Patty, Ga- uh, Patty Gasso. So there's a third one out there that didn't vote for Patty Gasso, right? So in, that's why it's co-coach of the year. And co-coach of the year isn't something to get mad at, at Glenn about. I mean, he's a great dude. And from what I told, he was very, very grateful and felt, you know, I don't want to say unworthy, but hey, man, this, I've never won. He'd never won the award before. Glenn Morris never won coach of the year before. Man, so, he's, had, he's had some good seasons. I, I, I got to watch what I say about Baylor softball. But yeah. no, 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 I love him. I yeah. love him. So I think <laughs> yeah. I think Glenn Moore's. This isn't a yeah. Glenn Moore problem, right? It's not a Glenn Moore thing. He he won the award. Fair, that's how it got voted. He shared it with Patty, and he was incredibly grateful and kind of said, "Hey, you know, probably one game made it." The other part of it is so people get mad about it. They get mad about Alyssa Brito, and that's understandable. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's what's great about this team. They don't care. They just for them it's let's go win. You you think that we're not that we're not worthy of this award? Well, let's show you what we can do, and that's what Patty's constantly done. That's what the team. I mean, look at Alyssa Brito. She gets left off the All Conference team and goes out and is an absolute spark plug all weekend long. So did you just get motivated? Don't care about who gets yeah. the awards for your team. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I wouldn't get too caught up in it. I wouldn't get too angry about it. But it's it's. It's part of this. Not everyone is going to win everything. It, it just is odd to be conference player of the year for the number one team in the nation and don't be a national finalist for player of the year. I mean, yes. <laughs> You're, there's not a um, – I think the SEC and the Big 12 got the highest percentage of their teams in the tournament, and whenever you know your arguably best player – isn't considered one of the top three finalists. Yeah, sure. That's going to be something that so it's going to be something that's going to catch the attention of a lot of people. Absolutely. All right. Quick break. We'll hit some more text when we come back. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Hour three. The Plank Show is brought to you by Mop and Roofing, locally owned and operated, and fully insured, licensed and bonded. Mop and Roofing is serving all of Oklahoma and has been in business for over thirty five years. Four zero five seven zero three three eight four three. It's the Plank Show. See Parker Thune and Steelman in there. They're debriefing, getting ready for the big show. Let's go. Steelman and Thune at noon, coming up at noon right here on the ref. Are you in on that show too? Don't believe so. Should be just Parker and Steely. I know next week we got some conflicts with Teddy out. Where's Teddy? Where's, I just saw Was Teddy here? He's Did going I dream va- that? Vacation next week. Teddy, I didn't get to see you, but I saw you walk by, and I felt like you were purposefully ignoring my – my bro fist I was trying to give you through the window. <laughs> so I was wondering why Teddy's here, man. I never see him. 
I here around this time. I think usually it's he's got a few responsibilities and they're knocking okay. out the podcast. At least what I thought. Yeah, it's what I thought I was hearing. <laughs> Whenever I was listening in. All right, we got an update. It's not a good one right now from the Norman Regional. Oklahoma has stumbled here a bit. They are still, well, I don't want to get too cocky. They're in a really good spot. They're at 18 under. They're six shots clear of the cut line, but LSU is having a day. The Tigers are up to 8-under on the day, 12-under for the tournament, still five shots back of Colorado, who has dipped down to 17-under. But Oklahoma, 5-under on the day. North Florida is on fire. They've moved up three spots. They are 8-under on the day. Now Texas Tech, oh boy, this thing is moving like crazy. It just updated, literally. Alabama, 23-under on the tournament, 8-under on the day. They're in the top spot. Texas Tech is 8-under on the day. They have moved up to the 2 spot. Colorado, eight un- a 7-under on the day. They're in the 3rd spot now at 18-under. Oklahoma and North Florida are tied for the 4th spot right now at 17-under. And here comes LSU at 12-under on the day. Or excuse me, 12-under for the tournament. So where we were feeling pretty safe and secure at 20-under 20, 20 for the Sooners, 21-under, They've dropped four strokes. Got teams heating up. How many teams move on from this? Five. Five? Five. So okay. that's that's where the cutoff is. That's where the danger zone is because now you're in the fourth spot and you're five shots clear of LSU, who appears to be on absolute fire today. Yeah, you got to end strong. So they got a, got a really, really big uh, big rally. Okay, um, let's hit some of these texts. It's the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. It's the best way to get in touch with the show. 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Okay, let me get a few of these for you. Um, and by the way, also thanks to Kenneth Meyer Chevrolet. It's been great to have them on board. From the 918, is it possible that having three players from OU in the final 10 took votes away from any of the three ladies a victim of their own success? Maybe so. Um, I'm not going to lie. I have no idea what that voting process even looks like. No clue whatsoever. And if one of one of y'all have the actual nuts and bolts behind it, I would love to see. I don't know who's all on their voting panel. Uh, I haven't taken the time to go look, nor do I really care. But yeah, I, I'm I'm a hundred percent positive that is something that sucks, especially when you have ten finalists and. What do we have? Three Sooners that were amongst the 10 finalists. You have 25 finalists, and, you know, Oklahoma's right there with five of them. And it's kind of wild because I'll tell you what, there was a part of me where, and Ignacio and I were talking about it, when seeing Tiari's name, they're like, wow, you just kind of lose sight of how good of a season she's had, too. I know, just very quietly because there's so many girls playing, I mean, up to her level or even better, just all around great team. I saw the three finalists. I'm not seeing the whole 10. Um, well, the 10th semifinalist, I guess I should say. Oh, the so semi- the, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, in other words, it goes 25-10-3. I apologize. It's, so, they started with 25. That top 25 list had all three Sooner pitchers, Jada and Tiare. Then it was down to the top 10, and that had Jordy, Tiare, and Jada. And then the final three was Cagle, um, Maya Brady, and why am I blanking on the Florida player's name? Uh, it's right here in front of my fat face. Skylar Wallace. Wallace. Yeah. Thank you. Skylar Wallace. 
Uh, it's pretty funny. Joe from Guthrie. Are we going to have a Torrance Marshall situation all over? You got my girl's trophy. If Clemson wins. Maybe so. <laughs> uh, from the 580, an argument could be made that OU should have all three finalists. That's from Larry in Union City. Oh, you're absolutely right, Larry. What would you go? You go Jennings, uh, Coleman, and Lyons? Well, J- Grace Lyons wasn't in the final 25. I would probably have Jada, Jordy, and May. May not being in the in the finalists was a shock to me. Nicole May has had an incredible year. So her not being a part of that was absolutely shocking to me. I thought Nicole May was worthy. Um, there's a couple of others because I just can't get enough of this. Camo Sooner writes, Every time OU softball or its players are disrespected, I think of the scene from Billy Madison where he walks in the playground with a dodgeball, catches it, and says, now you're all in big, big trouble. Love that. Great scene. <laughs> one of my all-time favorites. Uh, yeah. Uh, and this one has been asked so many times. What's the likelihood for weather concerns this weekend? What is today? Wednesday? Wait, yeah, Wednesday. Today is Wednesday. It is officially 11.46 a.m. on a Wednesday. When we get our next update from Dr. Kevin Clagel, who's Dr. Kevin Clagel? From Dr. Kevin Clazel, I will let y'all know, but right now it's looking a little bit dicey. And, and to fully understand like the process, um, Jackie and Coach and the NCAA and Scotty Black and the grounds crew and Nat Davis and the operations, everyone that's involved, they'll look at it as a team, they'll get the NCAA involved in the regionals and say, hey, we're probably going to be washed out on Friday, or there's a chance, and they'll either say, all right, let's reset things to where you know, we can at least try to get a game in at this time on Friday or start earlier on Saturday. I don't know. But I, I think you know, these games can't push into Monday, so you can. So maybe they're looking at a Saturday, Sunday, Monday situation. But right now, I, I don't think any type of situation like that would be determined until mid-afternoon tomorrow, depending on what these models look like. Yeah, you wouldn't be surprised if it turns out to be a Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Friday looks really rough. I think someone asked about baseball, too. OU baseball's got all turf. I mean, unless it just pours and you got some lightning Thursday, but you should be be fine for Bedlam Thursday. Yeah, you would think you would be good to go for that on Thursday. That's an important series, too. You know, Toby said it walking out the door, and it really got me fired up. It is an awesome weekend in Oklahoma sports. It is an awesome weekend in Oklahoma sports. Uh, just, by the way, for the update on Friday, looking at weather.com, which is never right, they say 73 degrees with a 79% chance of rain. Variable clouds, thunderstorms uh, all day long. High of 70. Still going to be nice, though. So are they trying to tell me, Connor, that I need to mow before Friday? Is that what I'm trying to get here? I guess. I mean, was it last week? We saw I saw rain on like every single day for these past like Ooh. two weeks, and – yeah, we did. We ended up not getting much at all. So I don't know how much to to believe that. Oh, I don't. This is the five. Larry in Union City, Larry in Union City, claims that the rain will clear by noon. All right, Larry. It's on Trust you, in then. you. It's on you, Larry. Um, this is from I don't know the nine one eight. Isn't the award for pitcher who also plays in the field when not in the circle? the heck are you talking I don't, about, I don't, Yeah, man? I'm trying to figure out what that means. No. there. And by the way, there is no, at least there hasn't been a Cy Young in softball. So there's no pitcher-only award. There's a player of the year award. They've started gold gloves over the last few years. But this this is the player of the year award. This is the this is it. 
This is the Don. This is the softball people coming together and saying, this is our player of the year. You have conference player of the year. Conferences have pitchers of the year. We don't have a pitcher of the year in softball for some reason. I don't know why that's never really been a thing. That is odd not have that. I mean, don't you have it in just about every single other sport? <laughs> I mean, but yeah. You got, you, call, yeah, you got in college baseball, pros, obviously. They have the Softball America pitcher of the year that they started back up in 2019. But again, it's not, it's not viewed as... What's the word I'm looking for? Prestigious. Not a big award. Right. It's not as prestigious. And the winners have been, you know, big-time names. G won it. Uh, Megan Faramo won it. Uh, Megan Faramo, excuse me, who's still in school. Um, Odyssey Alexander won it. Uh, and they, the girl from South Florida, Georgia Corrick. But it's it's like um, it's like the Dr. Schnee of sodas. You know, it's kind of like, ah, it's, it's good, congratulations, but it's not as big of a deal as it should yeah. be in softball. Yeah. All right, listen, let's put a wrap on this show next. Thanks to JT Gasso. Thanks to Eric Lopez for joining us. I've got uh, got a little randomness, uh, randomness to wrap this show up with next right here on The Wrap. Oh my gosh. Oh, sorry. Steel Man and I were complaining about something. It's getting a little nerve-wracking over at the Norman Regional, the Jimmy. Sooners were in a good spot, but they've dropped four strokes. And they are now in a three-way tie for third at 17 under with North Florida, Colorado, and themselves. But only two shots back of second place, Texas Tech. Still, still in a good spot. You're five shots clear of LSU. But the Tigers are on fire. Mark Desher, at OU photo guy, Mark Desher, brought up a good point. They could go in to the clubhouse and have to sit around and have some nerve-wracking waits. I mean, LSU and Duke are a-coming, man. It's very early. Yeah, they came in looking good. Now they got a battle on their hands. This is uh, – just need a couple birdies. Give me a couple birdies, guys. Let's get back up to about Maybe 19. an eagle. I'll take an eagle. Or, or you know, how about this? How about have Colorado or North Florida start to fall apart, too? Just choke. <laughs> Just choke, choke away. Choke job. They're at seven under is North Florida. Colorado is at six under. Remember, the top five move on. This is the men's golf regional in Norman. All right, I, I had one. I love this text. I don't know why. But it's like me in some of the stupid facts that I know. I'm not saying this is stupid by any stretch to the 614. They're right. Mario Grijalva, a graduate of the University of Science and Arts of Oklahoma, is the creator of the trophy for Player of the Year. But I can't 100% tell you who gets a vote for Player of the Year. <laughs> <laughs> There's no, there is nothing in the world better than having some random fact like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I know the, the lady that sews the patches on the, the uniforms for the World Series. She's uh, an OU. Lady, she sits oh, over yeah. here, and she's a great person. It's like, but I don't, I don't know, like how they choose. Yeah, I don't know how that works <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but hey, I have um, are this is a time for me where I get like three days to chill. Tonight's my last day to chill. Then I, it's I, all softball. Then it's all softball, right? I'm ready. I have taken, I have taken on a Netflix docu series in that short amount of time. What you got? I am watching the um. The one about the crazy, I'm going to say crazy religious mom, and people are going to get mad. But literally, she murdered her own family and, like, got married to this other guy. I think it's called Sins Sins of the Mother, I think is what it's called. And I did, 
I did get kind of, sins of our mother. Is that yeah? Sins of our mother is what it's called. Highly suggested. Highly suggested. I have two more to watch. I'm very angry about it right now, but it's well worth it. Pretty similar to the one with the dude that kills his wife and two daughters. I think it was. I can't think of the name, but. All OU softball, and I'll be tuned in for the Utah Regional. No, no, I still, I still got know. 30 seconds. I still oh, got 30 my bad, Plank. No, I'm just going to say, 30 more seconds. I'm all in right now. I want to watch the Anna Nicole Smith documentary tonight on Netflix. I want to get that in. And there's another one about a guy who won, like, the lottery, and then he disappeared. And people are like, what happened to him? Like, I know what happened to him. Did he take him. the money and just left? same thing that would happen to me. <laughs> I don't think he ever got to cash it in, though, is the other part of it. But yeah. And I'm with you, Lloyd. Let's just start our own Pitcher of the Year award to take care of him. Good job today, Connor. I appreciate your time. Still, Man and Thune at noon are next. We'll see you guys back here from Caven's Group tomorrow on the Home of Sooner Fans.